Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Bill Johnson on the show. And it's actually an interview between Bill and his son, Eric. And they're talking about what do you do when you grow weary in waiting? Because I know a lot of times, you know, we, we have these promises of God that we know that he's promised us, but we don't see them coming to pass in our lives. And so Bill is talking to us and answering a couple of questions concerning that to help us understand how to handle those situations. Here's the interview. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you have grown weary of waiting for the promise of God? (laughs) You know, you could answer that one. That's one of your strong, strong points. You know, we've been, I don't know, forced would be a wrong word, but I, I feel like directed into the subject as a being able to live in the midst of disappointment is how we've done well. Yep. It's just, you know, on the surface at a distance, people may may get the wrong idea that it's just all miracles and breakthroughs. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you remember, we had 10 people close to us in the church die in 18 months. Mm-hmm. And how do you weather that? How do you walk, navigate that kind of stuff? Personal friends, young people, horrible things. And uh, how do you walk through that? How do you navigate that con- contending for a breakthrough and just not getting it without blaming God? The only way I know to do it is, is my, I don't hold God hostage to one particular answer. For example, I need... I need uh, you know a breakthrough in let's just say finances. Yeah. That if God is really good, then I'm going to get a breakthrough here. And what happens is people unintentionally hold their entire esteem in view of God's nature, presence, purpose. All that stuff is hinged on that one answer. Yeah. And so they withhold themselves from giving themselves completely to God in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And it's just not fair. It's not fair for our own development. It's not honest and correct towards God. What we have to do is learn how to celebrate all that God is doing right now. And that's why yep. I constantly am hammering on this subject of feeding your heart on what God's doing. Yep. Feeding your heart. Think about, dwell, discuss, talk with other friends, share the good news of what ha- what is happening. Mm-hmm. Because that, that fuels an, yep. an atmosphere of, of anticipation. It keeps me constantly reminded of his goodness. I see where he's faithful time after time after time. And in that environment, it's really tough, honestly, to get discouraged. I may have this nagging problem here, and it may be a whole lot bigger than a money issue. It may be a health issue or family crisis or whatever. Yeah. This thing is always there, and I, it doesn't help to live in denial and pretend that it's not there, but it sure does help. That I am that ninety percent of my life is filled with strength, so yep. that I have, I have, the energy of God, if you will, the life of God, God, stirred up within me, that I might have an answer for this ten percent of my yep. life that just seems to be dragging me down. Yep. I I just you just can't afford, to uh, I I will not allow myself to accuse God. I will not allow myself to think of Him as anything but good. I will only accept information about him that affirms that. Okay. I won't, if somebody somebody shares a testimony and they'll talk about how God used sickness in their family, in my heart, I retranslate it. Yeah. I, I don't need to try to correct everyone and I, I don't 
I don't bother with that. It's not my, not my job. Yeah. But in my heart, as they say, I know that God gave me cancer. It brought my family together. All these people got saved as a result. And I'm so thankful for the privilege of enduring that disease. All right, I retranslated in my heart. God, I know you didn't give cancer. You're not the author of that devilish disease, but you're so big that you can win with any hand that's dealt, yeah. and you reverse the effect of this, and I give you praise. So I'm able to rejoice with them yeah. without being combative, because yeah. I can celebrate the part of the story that's right. And that's what I do my whole life. Yeah. I have to retranslate and reinterpret things that go on, and I refuse to entertain ideas that yeah. bring his character into question. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Once I do it, it's a nosedive, because yeah. everything we do, everything we are, is hinged on His goodness. Yeah, everything. Yeah. This this question probably <laughs> I get asked this one a bazillion times as well. Yeah. And I, the some of the follow up question I want to ask you, just uh, the people tend to ask a lot, is well, how do I know if it's um, you know, what if something caused this that I'm not aware of? So I need to go repent for it or that did somebody do some sin and you know so there's almost they're trying to figure out why the I call it the why theology why did this happen right and the people I interact with they get really caught up in that right right or they just nosedive like you said what advice do you have to them obviously they're focused on what the Lord is doing but this thing is eating people alive you know it's yeah. just it's just eating at them in regards to did I do something wrong and how hard do I push in to find out if there's something I need to do to right. receive my breakthrough? That tension. It's huge. Do you have any advice for people that really, um, you know what I mean? I can tell people what I do. I don't know that anybody wants to follow, but yeah. I don't ask why. Yeah. I mean, I just don't go into the whys. Because it, uh, uh, what I do is this. is, Father, you know I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And, but you don't ever have to explain yourself to me. I am willing to live with mystery. Yep. What I know is enough. Mm-hmm. I know that you're good. Yep. And I know you give promise for every situation. That is enough for me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm accountable for that. Yep. If you'll teach me, I would love it. Mm-hmm. But I don't hold you hostage to an answer. If you want peace that passes understanding, you usually have to give up your right to understand. Yeah. You have to you have to get it before you get an answer or an explanation. Yeah. So that's my approach. In that approach, I will say, Lord, if there's something wrong with me, I'm in your word every day. Mm-hmm. And you said it's a sword. You said it cuts deep. I invite you, cut me deep. Yeah. Speak to me through your word. I'm with your people all the time. Yeah. I'm with close friends, I'm with strangers. Use somebody to give me the slap of a friend. Yeah. If that's what I need, please speak to me. Mm-hmm. I'm in your presence constantly. I love your presence. I worship. Your presence is like a consuming fire. Do something in me. That glory changes. Do something. But I'm not going to go out on a witch hunt, witch hunt yeah. to find out what's wrong with my life mm-hmm. so that I can feel better about my circumstances. Yeah. I, I, don't, I feel like we, as believers, we have to be willing to live with mystery or, or we don't do well. Yeah. So ne- never blaming God and being okay with mystery. Yep. Yeah. Don't blame be okay God. With that tension. Yep. Be okay with mystery. Yeah. Be, be ready to learn, mm-hmm. but don't don't. I won't sit there and wait. You know, like if you'll explain yourself, I'll I'll get up and move on in life. No, mm-hmm. I've got to be the last thing He told me. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't have the options of, you know, as a soldier, you do the last thing the commanding officer told you to do. You don't have the option of saying, well, yeah, but this last battlefield didn't go so well. It, you don't have that option. Yeah. Exactly. So. The thing we have going, every time we hear a testimony, we always say, one day closer. One day closer. Uh, one day closer. Yeah, just for the sake of those that are watching, of course, your hearing mm -hmm. has been an issue that we've contended for for a long time, yeah. a long, many, many years. And the Lord gave me a very, very clear word. I could take you back to the, to the location and how he spoke and what he did. But in that process, um, you know, there have been so many people that have been healed of, of deafness and different levels of deafness. And mm -hmm. for the sake of the audience, I come back to the staff meeting and we'll share another story. In fact, one of them was bizarre because it was 80, it was actually ended up 85 people in one night got healed. It was in uh, Nashville. Deaf. It was D Dallas. It was, oh, it was in Dallas. Yeah, it was in Dallas. That's right. 85 people in one night, 82 within just a few minutes of each other. Just was one That's sweeping right. thing. Bizarre. So I come home. And I share the story, and Eric's response to me is, I share it to the whole staff. I look over at, my, over at my son, and he'll look at me, and he says, we're one day closer, Dad. I go, yeah. that's right. Yep. And that's, that's, that's it, is you have to value mystery without putting blame, mm -hmm. without having it tarnish or diminish our esteem of his nature and character. Yep. Uh, there's no lack in his end of the equation. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you, you've done it well. Another thing that for me is uh, <laughs> Abraham waited a long time for Old his, brother. so his standard's pretty high. So <laughs> I always tell myself that one. Yeah, hundred years. Yeah. yeah, long time. Oh, bummer. So <laughs> we can do it. Now, yeah. That's my point. That's yeah. right. We can do it. That was Pastor Bill Johnson in an interview with his son Eric, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Bill Johnson. Are you growing weary while waiting for the promise? You can also find out more information at their website, or actually at Bill's website, bjm.org. I hope you have a wonderful day today. I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.